This is Bruce Martin of Race Day. It's the home stretch of another exciting NTT IndyCar Series season, and Honda has played a major part in the success and excitement of 2019. From the thrilling performances of Alexander Rossi at Andretti Autosport and the legendary five-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon, along with the additions of exciting rookies Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, Santino Ferrucci, and Marcus Erickson, Honda has led the way in excitement in 2019. Those are just a few of the big-name drivers that have competed for Honda this season. Our next guest has had quite a season in 2019. It's Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden, who has led the NTT IndyCar Series standings for all but one race since the beginning of the season. Newgarden has been able to use a solid first half of the season as he prepares to close out the championship in the second half of 2019. I caught up with Newgarden to talk about that and other topics on today's Honda IndyCar Report. It's the Honda IndyCar Report. Today we're pleased to be joined by the NTT IndyCar Series points leader, Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske. Seven races left. Here we are in the streets of Toronto. You got this guy named Alexander Rossi that's kind of breathing down your heels, but you've been the leader of this championship since the first race of the season. How confident are you entering Toronto, being able to maybe not only maintain that lead, but build on it? I'm, I'm confident we've got good cars and we'll have a, you know, can have a good weekend here. Anything can happen. You know, you, you can have bad weekends here or there, and it's very possible to have one here, but I think I'm confident in, in what we can produce. I think we can have a good result here and, and for the rest of the year. Um, but there's definitely a lot of guys in it. You know, Rossi's for sure the closest, but I think guys like Dixon you can't count out. Same thing with my, my teammates Simon and Will. So it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be a fight to the end for this championship. It's a little unusual that the same driver is able to maintain the lead for from start to finish. Juan Pablo Montoya had that opportunity in 2015, ended up losing the championship the final race of the year at Sonoma that year to Scott Dixon. What has been the secret to you being able to maintain your points lead? Well, you know, we briefly lost it after the 500, which was, uh, you know, it's very small. I think Simon and me were a point apart, but... Um We've definitely had good consistency this year, better than last year, and that's what's going to pay off hopefully at the end. Um, you know, we've we've been consistent up to this point, but it's only, you know, up to a little past halfway, so we've got to continue it through the end. Um, but that's normally what's been paying off. You look at all these championship runs and, you know, who's who's ended up winning the championship the last five years. I think most of the time it it's, goes to the most consistent driver, so it's uh, it's important. You know, you've got to have – clean finishes every run and and if you don't then it's it's going to be tough to make up the deficit when you're the championship leader is that when you can make consistency work in your favor that kind of forces your main challengers to have to win uh i don't know i mean i'm i'm a little bit boring i do the same thing every time i think it does put more pressure on guys like dixon that are further back yeah i would say so you know you're 100 points back you've got to You've got to win races to catch up. So, you, you know, I think for them they're going to be very aggressive. Um, but for us, we do the same thing. You try and maximize each weekend individually, and it's, it's a little boring saying that, but that's, you know, that's our program. I, I think that's what you got to do. The streets of Toronto, it's a very unique race course. It's the largest city. 
that IndyCar competes in all season. It's the fourth largest city in North America. You're actually in Toronto. You see the skyline of Toronto as you head into Turn 1, the Princess Gate. It's got to be one of the coolest environments where you race all season. How big a deal is the Honda Indy Toronto to you? Uh, it's a great race, great town, like you said. Everyone loves coming here. Um, very multicultural. You get a lot of people from all over the world here, which kind of fits the IndyCar series. You know, I think we have great drivers from around the globe, and, and um, that multicultural atmosphere here in Toronto really fits that. But it is a fun town. It's a big city. You know, it's like being in New York in a lot of ways, um, New York City, that is. And you get the benefit of the nightlife and, and, and the vibrance of the city and the good food, all, the, all that sort of stuff that you'd expect to go into a very populated area. Uh, and you get an IndyCar race. So to have them very close together is, is a nice benefit. You don't always get that. Normally you have to, you know, drive 30, 40 minutes to go to a permanent road course track. So it's just a unique atmosphere that you don't get all year round. Now there's going to be an even different unique atmosphere next week when we go to Iowa Speedway. It's a track that pretty much showcases the grassroots of racing, a track where you've experienced some success before. What's it going to be like going back there, driving for Team Penske, and having another opportunity for you to win a race? Well, we were pretty good there last year. You know, I think we qualified fourth, third or fourth, um, if I recollect correctly. Me and Will were right next to each other. Um, but we were a little shy of what we needed to be last year. That the, the race didn't pan out the way we needed. You know, our strategy probably wasn't perfect there. Um, but those are all things that, you know, we, we can clean up. We got a, we got a really capable group. Um, I think we can have a good car there again. It was nice to go and test and work on our road course stuff uh, just a couple weeks ago. So I think that'll benefit us. Um, but, yeah, I feel good about it. I think we've, we've had good cars there. We weren't bad last year. We were just a tick off. So we just improve a little bit, and we should be fine. There are some terms that we in the media like to use sometimes a year called a racer's racetrack. But in some ways, is Iowa Speedway what you would consider to be a racer's racetrack? Yeah, Iowa, I mean, for sure, Iowa is a, a racer's track. I think it's very bumpy, a lot of character. One of my favorite short ovals that we go to. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I love that place, you know. But a lot of these tracks we go to, I think, are racers' racetracks. I mean, they're all so unique and different. And there's not a lot of bad ones on the calendar. You know, there's maybe a couple places that are less unique or challenging. But for the most part, it's filled with diverse challenges and and you're you're always you're always put up against a, a new challenge you know coming from even toronto this weekend to mid-ohio next um or iowa next weekend they're all completely different tracks completely different setups completely different driving styles so i think that in itself it, it's almost like the championship is is you know it's a driver's championship really that's that's what it demands so um yeah th those tracks are that way but i think the championship like that as a whole well, it's also two unique fan bases. You have the Cosmopolitan fans, international diverse fans here in Toronto at Iowa. It's folks from the heartland. It's the grassroots people who probably go down to Knoxville Speedway and watch sprint cars, yeah. you know, on the weekends. It's really a different type of race fan. Well, they're really all different. I mean, Toronto, between those three, Toronto, you know, you got the, the bustling city vibe of a lot of people, and, and they're just city dwellers, and then you've got... Iowa's a bunch of farmers for the most part, really nice people, but, you know, they're like salt-of-the-earth farmers, and they just come out and, and enjoy race. And then mid-Ohio's kind of a hybrid. You know, you don't really get too many city people out there, but you get some, um, but it's a very Midwest race, so it's a little different than Iowa. But, yeah, you get these different types of pockets for, for different fans, different people, different racers. 
but we're all really, you know, are the same at the end of the day. We all like IndyCar racing, so it, uh, it's pretty cool to get those diverse groups. You have a three-race stretch beginning with this weekend in the Honda Indy Toronto. Three straight weekends of races. Obviously, every race pays the same amount of points, except for the double points-paying races at Indy in the last race of the year at Laguna Seca. But really, isn't this the section that's going to determine who's fighting for the championship at Laguna and some of the other guys that may fall off? Yes and no. I mean, I think this this stretch is important, but then you have another three after that, which is just as important. So, you know, I mean, you could have a bad stretch. I could have a bad stretch here, but then have a great stretch between Portland and Gateway and Pocono and then maybe, you know, still be in it for Laguna. So just it's I I never want to box in an answer with this because it's it's always moving. You know, this championship is so fluid and dynamic that you just can't ever really count yourself out. You can't count others out of the fight. Um, they're all important. Ra- they're all important races at the end of the day because the championship's a culmination of everything. Every single race, you know, you could look at the first three races of the season and say they're really important. They're just they all count. So it's really about streaks and when you get hot. But I think ultimately, just consistency through the whole thing is is what really gets it done. Probably a better way to have asked that question is there's a lot of points available over the next three race weekends. There's a lot of points available for the next seven. You know, I mean, it's it's all relative to me. Um, but yeah, it's they're all important. I mean, they all, you got to be good everywhere. Hey, the rookie class this year seems to be pretty deep, pretty talented. You've got Colton Herta, who won a race, still 18 years old when he won at Coda. Marcus Erickson's looked pretty good. Santino Ferrucci has been fast lately, and Felix Rosenquist remains the highest rookie driver in the standings in 10th place. What do you think of the rookie crop of drivers? Um, very, very strong, very, very strong, um, great future. You know, some different drivers in there, like Felix, for instance, he's a young driver, but he's got a lot of experience. He's quite a bit older than Colton. He's a rookie, but he's been around a lot, done a lot of race cars. So he's kind of a mid, you know, I would say middle of the road guy for, for like his career span. Um, and then Colton, you got as someone that's like really fresh out of the gates. Like he's got a lot of years. He's still 19 but very strong. So, yeah, I mean, you got a diversity within that within that rookie profile, but they're all good. I mean, there's not a rookie out here that's bad. So, it just kind of adds to the layer of the championship and, you know, they they they're good guys coming up. It's really really strong talent and they're just getting better with data nowadays. So, yeah, you've got to watch. You got to watch this young talent come up. They'll try and take your spot. You know, that's that's the way it works. They should try and take your spot and we got to try and hold on to it. And in our final question with Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske, the 2017 NTT IndyCar Series champion, in a lot of ways, is it fun to be in a points race with Alexander Rossi? He's a very aggressive guy, kind of a unique personality. You two are both young. You're both young American drivers. Is it a little more fun to be involved in a championship with him? Because I know he, he can be pretty competitive on and off the track. I don't know that it's that different than being in a fight with Will or Simon or Scott. I mean, um, they have different tendencies. I think with, you know, Alex, he's probably uh, the more aggressive of all those other drivers I mentioned, the other three. But, um, you know, it's it's fun going up against all of them. It really is. And I think Alex is really good. And he's, like I said, he's got a certain style that you've got to play against. But if it was someone different like Scott, you would be – you know, it would be just as exciting, but it would be a different game. And I think with, with Alex, for sure, he, he brings a more aggressive side to the conversation. 
Joseph Newgarden, the 2017 NTT IndyCar Series champion, driver for Team Penske. Thank you for joining us today on the Honda IndyCar Report. Thank you. Today's Honda IndyCar Report was brought to you by Honda. With Scott Dixon's 2018 NTT IndyCar Series Championship, it gave Honda another title to celebrate. Four of Dixon's five IndyCar championships have come with Honda Power. It's also Honda's fifth IndyCar Series Championship in the past 10 seasons. And when Dixon isn't driving a Honda on the racetrack, he drives a Honda on the streets. Find out why winners like five-time IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon choose Honda by checking out the tremendous line of Honda vehicles at Honda.com or by visiting your local Honda dealer. And be sure to follow all the IndyCar action on the NTT IndyCar mobile app, including exclusive content from me, Bruce Martin, available for download now, so check it out in your app store.